Welcome to the Highland Good Food Podcast. My name's Laura Dorrant, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to three founders of community-driven groups and projects in the Highlands, with the focus being on community food growing. Let's start by speaking to Anna Patfield from Planet Sutherland, Sutherland's Climate Action Group. Hi Anna, how are you today? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. It's, it's really lovely to speak to you. I'm excited to learn about um, Planet Sutherland. So maybe you could start by introducing yourself and Planet Sutherland. That'd be great. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm Anna Patfield and I founded uh, Planet Sutherland probably about three years ago now. Um, basically, it started because I uh, got an attack of climate anxiety and thought I'd better do something about it. So I started chatting with some folks and then um, with the support of uh, friends and then some founding directors, we pulled uh, Planet Sutherland uh, together. It's now a SPIO, um, a Scottish charity, and basically we help everybody do more to help the planet. That's what it's really all about. Okay, so it's a, a big umbrella group um, with the motivation um, of taking local action with regards to climate change, is that right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, we've got a very wide remit. It's uh, about community-driven ideas. Uh, we started out by having carbon cafes just to get folks together, to get the conversation started, to answer questions, to support each other um, with any kind of you know stress that was or worries that were going on, and then to build projects out of those cafes if that's what folks wanted to do, or just to help everybody. Um, make the small changes that together all help yeah i think we underestimate small change sometimes don't we indeed yeah absolutely and so within the group that is planet sutherland what what's going on in terms of community food well we started out um i guess we renovated the lower primary school polytunnel and then We've built other polytunnels with the community and helping um, each other. So that's one area of um, growing. We support um, all the community growing groups um, around the place. And we have planted, well, we had two orchard projects, really. First one was about uh, two and a half years ago. We had a wee distributed orchard roundabout, our guy, and then more recently, we've been working with the Sutherland Community Partnership and uh, just last week uh, distributed um, 45 uh, fruit trees round about five, six different locations. So we've now got uh, six mini orchards throughout uh, Sutherland. That's fab, Anna. And who has access to the orchards? Like who can come and use them as a space and also benefit from the from the produce yeah well the one that's in our guy is in the church um, um gar- garden church area so that's completely open to the public um the others are um either maybe beside a community hall Colerain community hall or some of them are in schools so they're kind of open to the the pupils the teachers and the parents although um, you know, in a year's time, uh, not a year's time, sorry, in the um, October, we will probably have a sort of orchard festival. So that will pull the community and 
um, of all ages, the schools, the church, the communities, the community hall folks pull everybody together in the area and really try to have a, a Sutherland-wide um, orchard festival or even Highland-wide orchard festival. That sounds that sounds fab. That sounds really good. So what I'm hearing is that you're using um, shared spaces and uh, food as a way of pulling the community together. Um, so that seems like why one reason why community food is really important. Um, can you give us any other reasons why community food, you know, growing together, sharing, why is it so important now? Yeah, well, I mean, as we, we all experienced at the beginning of COVID, the, the food shortages in supermarkets and so on. And nowadays, most of us um, quite naturally just, you know, get all of our food from supermarkets and we push a button and get it delivered. And to a large extent, we don't really think about where the foods come from or how it's grown. Um, so what we tend to find is that by developing food growing in the community, whether that's in allotments or as a community garden or even as individuals working together with a neighbour or, or whatever, um, it really helps folks to focus in on food seasonality. It helps us to think about the health of um, really fresh food that's literally been picked out of the ground and is in, is in your mouth within a matter of minutes. That's much more healthy yeah. um, for us. Uh, so it reduces food, food miles, it reduces plastic. And also, as we grow our own food, it's the next natural step is making our own compost, which really helps to um, improve the quality of the soil at the moment, or the quality of our soil in the world is really depleted of nutrients. So it really helps with that. And also, it helps with, um, with biodiversity and trying to get the insect population uh, back up from its catastrophic place. So it's good for insects and birds and animals and it's good for our physical health and also our emotional health as well which is something we've all been pushed to the limits of especially in the last couple of mm -hmm. years with covid and Indeed. what what started as a conversation you know a cup of tea and a group of people discussing what they'd like to do is has um has grown into something so beneficial in so many ways it's just um mm. it seems so simple doesn't it <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a really natural step and we've got some fantastic uh, community garden groups that have been on the go for um, a few years to um, who've all been really very helpful in getting other folks set up and started as well. So how can people listening, how can people get involved? So um, Planet Sutherland is um, open to uh, members from from anywhere throughout the highlands or broader, we do have a, a wide geographic spread. Although you know, so we're, we're acting local and thinking globally or you know UK wide. So we welcome anybody. We've got a very active Facebook group. In fact, more than one. We've got one that focuses on polytunnels and one that focuses on orchards and one that's a general um, climate action group chat, which really you know again covers a wide range of, of topics. So. Facebook primarily is where we are. We've got a website, planetsutherland.com, which has got information about all of our projects and how to get in touch, whether you want to join the mailing list, um, or indeed you can just email me directly at anna at planetsutherland.com. I really enjoy speaking to Anna. 
I feel really encouraged by her story, really inspired by how she turned a personal challenge into something so beneficial for her local and wider community. So next, let's hear from Mari McPherson from Fern Free Food Garden near Tame. Hi Mari, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's been a lovely weekend in the garden. Um, thank you so much for speaking to me today. It'd be lovely if we could start with you introducing yourself. Sure, I'm, I'm Mari McPherson. I'm the, the, the chair of the Fern Free Food Garden. As of last night, we had our inaugural formal constitutional meeting, which is very exciting because it, it marks a big step forward that it's no longer just a ragtag bunch of people that are coming together, but an actual formal group that can think more strategically and apply for funding and all that kind of thing. Um, oh, that's great news. Yeah, and I, I also run Highland Seedlings, which is does all sorts of educational garden things. On, on the side but the fern free food garden is what we're here for today sure and so where is where is fern for people that don't know so fern is near Tain. it's not not far off the a9 it's a small village surrounded by fields where you largely see sheep and cows and barley and turnips and things like that and then um, and the fern free food garden so what what is it so the fern free food garden is a small community garden that literally lives at the back of our house um, on, a, on a small piece of unused space. And it's got raised beds of various kinds and polytunnels that have been gifted to us by the community. And it's a space to grow food and to come together and sit and chat and to learn and to just provide a bit of community in the village that doesn't otherwise have a community centre anymore. Our village hall is now owned by someone and there's no cafe or anything. So it's sort of the one space other than the primary school where you can come and sit and it's open to everyone and we meet regularly and we, we chat food and we grow food and we give food away. And it's, it's key principles are it's an organic space and that food is free and that folks pay what they can if they can, but also they don't have to. And that's all part of how it's envisaged and how it runs. That sounds like a lovely space and very inclusive as well. Um, when did it start? When did the uh, Free Food Garden start? So the Free Food Garden as such started uh, a couple of years ago, just before the pandemic. Um, we converted a small piece of, of front garden by the side of the lane, by the side of our house, um, to beds, raised beds, and stuck a big sign that said Free Food Garden on it. And it was going to be sort of the beginnings of a community garden. And then COVID came along and we didn't quite know what to do. So we ended up doing a Saturday share table in the driveway where we shared what we'd grown surplus. People came along and shared their stuff as well. And then it evolved from that. We got involved with the local primary school, finally managed to have a, a really nice conversation with them. And there, the schoolyard is entirely concrete. There's not much growing space there um, because of where it is in the village. So they, they were excited about having a space for kids to, to grow stuff. Um, so they got one of the farmer dads to come and clear this space around the back for us, which was amazing. Took him 20 minutes in, in a big tractor and it would have taken us weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And that really set the tone. And then folks started donating things, giving us things, um, bringing their time. And this year we have a, a core group of volunteers and others who come along and we're, we're really ready to get going properly. So it sounds to me like the community's there's a lot of different people involved. It sounds like the community is really on board. Um, did you expect that when you started it or has it just happened very organically? Excuse the pun. No, it's happened organically. It's, it's exactly that. Um, we weren't quite sure what to expect, um, but 
we're, we're Seamus and I are both good at, at just randomly talking to people and chatting to people and making conversations and that, that kind of thing. Um, so it sort of came about from there and it's, it's happened organically. And I, I wouldn't say that, you know, the village as a whole is involved, but there are enough pockets of folks in the village who are, and also from the surrounding areas, you get folks from the seaboard villages and from Tain and some as, as far away as Inverness come, come to the stall sometimes. And that's a really lovely thing. And I feel like there's a, there's a sort of Easter Ross is missing a trick because you've got the, the wonderful transition black isle further south and planet Sutherland is doing excellent stuff up north. But here, here in Easter Ross, we're sort of a bit behind the times, I think, when it comes to community gardens and things. So we're excited to sort of get that going and learn from from other places as well. And one of our, our key vehicles for getting people involved is free plants. So we have the space and time and setup to be able to grow an awful lot of vegetable plants for people, um, which is a, a big hindrance, I think, if you're starting out, particularly um, if you don't have a polytunnel. So we grow about 5,000 free plants for people. And that's a, an awesome conversation starter. And the first year they get free plants. And then the next year they maybe grow from seed. And that that all grows arms and legs. And because the the, the people that get the plants are, are used to us sharing things and sharing the, the, the stuff we produce, that's sort of in there from the beginning for them as well. And that's quite exciting. There's so much I want to talk to you about. This leads into so many things, um, you know, links with the school and different people within the community. What would you say is if you could if you can distill it down to like one key point of what um, I've heard a few things already, but I'd like you to tell me there's, if there's one key point about what's so important, what this, the Fern Free Food Garden offers the community that, that that's unique. Um, I think it's a community space and a space of conversation and being yourself, no matter your circumstances. That to me is the key thing. Um, we, we tell people it's about vegetables and it's about food and that, that lures them in, but really it's about conversation. And it's a space to 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 meet meet other people that you wouldn't otherwise meet, and to to be out and about as a as a gentle, quiet group. Yeah. And how would people get involved if they're in your area or nearby, near enough to to come in person? Right. So um, the Facebook page, um, Highland Seedlings and the Fern Free Food Garden, which we're in the process of switching to just Fern Free Food Garden. So depending on when you're listening to this, it might be one or the other. Um, that gives you information about when we're meeting and what happens and special events and stuff like that. Um, our Instagram, Highland Seedlings, is probably the best way of, of getting to know us personally to see what we do. Um, and every Monday, we have a gardening group from 1.30 to 3.30 in the afternoon. If you're free on a Monday afternoon, just pop along. And there's a, a wee village car park by the green. Or you can come round to the community garden, which comes up on Google Maps and is tucked away off Smith Place in Fern quite difficult to find but once you're there you know where it is I did actually have a look on Google and, and yes you're featured on the map so that's good um so I'm hearing this community inclusiveness inviting people in you know there is the link to food encouraging people to grow their own and from your website um I got this impression that there's a wider context to this you know there's a wider social context to growing food and actually coming together as a community and and saying food is free it's quite um it can be experienced as an act of resistance that certainly says on your website as well so can you tell me a little bit more about that yeah it's certainly we we think of of all of this as a as a really radical act because we are as a as a society we're not conditioned to think of food in that way 
And there's there's loads of sort of longer answers I, I could give that. It's to do with the availability of land and, and ranting about capitalism and, and, and all the rest of that. But but for us, um, the, it, it, it's always it's it's the Highlands. It's always about land. It's very hard for people to access big chunks of land. But a lot of people have access to a small garden, a small front garden, a shared garden, shared council-owned spaces, and things like that. And if people grew a bit more food communally as a group, um, that leads to a bit more self-sufficiency, communal self-sufficiency as a group. None of this is about isolation and shutting yourself away. And also that makes you question the whole way you live. Do you really need to go buy bread? Can you make it? Do you need new clothes all the time or can you mend them? Or all, all that kind of kind of way of thinking. So we think it's a radical act because it makes you really think differently about your time, your energy, um, what to give that to. And it's a huge confidence boost. If you can feed yourself, that is, is the greatest confidence boost you can ever have. So it's, we think of it as, a, as an educational empowerment tool along those lines as well. And um, one, of the, one of the places we're very keen on and we look up to is the Soul Fire Farm people in upstate New York. Um, have a look at their YouTube videos. They're, they're an amazing bunch of people. And that, that's something that inspires us. I can't wait to visit the Fern Free Food Garden and this seemingly simple concept of growing together and sharing food can actually be a really radical act in today's society and challenge a lot of our accepted norms. I'm going to finish today's episode with a conversation on the west coast near the Sky Bridge with Emma Bennon, the founder of the Ochtataya Community Garden. Hi Emma, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Good stuff. Thank you so much for talking to me. I'm really looking forward to hearing about the community garden in Ochtataya. Um, could you start us off by introducing yourself and the garden, please? Uh, yeah, well, I'm Emma and I live in Kirkton. I'm about half a mile away from the community garden and it's just such a lovely space. Are you in a village or a town? Uh, well, it's a very, very tiny village. It's in Ochtertire, which is between five and six miles from the Sky Bridge. How, how did the community garden get started? When, when did it get started and who started it up? What's the story? Um, well, I suppose during lockdown, I had this idea for a community garden um, because although we've got lots of space up here, and we've obviously got beautiful places, you know, beautiful wild places. We don't have anywhere to sort of gather as a community. We don't have village halls and we don't have parks yeah. and we don't have anything like that. So I sort of tried to get onto the schools during lockdown, which was quite difficult yeah. because the schools were clearly very, very busy with trying to adapt to... Um, everything they needed to adapt to. But what was really clear was that people needed somewhere to be together. And then I found the Highland Good Food Partnership. Um, they were talking about a sustainable circular food system. And I just thought it would be really nice to have somewhere that that could provide that kind of 
principal and also also provide somewhere where people could just be together absolutely so you mentioned the the schools emma you mentioned that you approached the schools um can you tell us about the Ochtatire community garden and 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 it's linked to the, the local school yeah so um it turned out that the land that I was looking at was actually the responsibility of the school um, because they've also got a nursery close by and the land was theirs to use really. So it kind of became quite easy because it meant that um, the school could definitely be involved, you know. And was that, was that important to you, that the school was involved? Yes, definitely. I, I think it's really important that all schools are involved and all forms of education are involved, not not just primary schools and nurseries, you know, but uh, secondary and tertiary education as well. And looking to the future, I'm really hoping that we can get the West Highland College in, involved in some way. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing is that you, you, you felt a need during lockdown for a community space. And um, presumably you have an interest in, in growing food and having a, a local food yeah. system. Um, and so you use that as the focal point and then from there it can you know the potential to grow is just enormous isn't it to connect all the schools and the high school and the college um so how 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 long exactly did you how long ago did the community garden start like when did it officially uh when was it officially birthed officially probably january okay wow super new early early stages very early, yes, but there were there were eighteen months prior to that that I had been trying to start it, but definitely in January. And on that first day, I put out a Facebook post and I said to people, "Please come along, and if you've got any tools, please bring them." And people turned up in absolute force. I was completely blown away we had people turning up with diggers and dumper trucks and hand tools and there were kids from two years old to adults in their 70s you know there were nearly 40 people turned up that day which is absolutely incredible when you think about where we live and and how isolated it is it was just amazing to show that it's not just you feeling the need for that community space and a community growing space um it just took you to start it <laughs> so well done you <laughs> people just people just need somewhere to be together absolutely so what did you what did you practically do what did you physically do in the space together what have you done so far so far, we're focusing on trying to clear the ground and making it accessible um, because it was so overgrown. The, at the moment, we're, we're trying okay. to make it accessible and we've done it to the extent that every Friday morning, I'm taking a group of primary school children there um, to work and they can do it safely. Fabulous. Um and so what, what's the vision? You know, this is you just starting and there's the, it's really a focal point for community and a way of threading different parts of the community together. But in terms of the actual garden, what, what's, 
what's your vision? What what's what's the plan? What do you want to grow and how how is it going to grow? Well, I think the plan is that it will be a kitchen garden, so it will produce food. And who who will have access to that food? Who will be able to enjoy the produce? Absolutely everybody. That that is the main the main idea is that it is accessible to absolutely everybody and anybody that wants to come along there. I know it's in the early stages, but we have been holding lots of different workshops with, with some wonderful volunteers that have stepped out from the community. We've had lots of art days. We've had lots of uh, working days where people are learning how to clear ground and learning how to prepare ground, learning about compost. So we, want, we really do want it to be an educational space, but we also want it to be a, a peaceful space where people can just go if they want to go and just have a chat to somebody absolutely it's so simple so important isn't it um so if people want to get involved uh how how do they contact you how do they find you well we've got a facebook page and it's simply called okshatara community garden um so they can contact me there it's quite informal you know i just if i'm going down there i post up that i'm going down and people turn up and other people, anyone can post on there. So if somebody, for example, if somebody's got plants that they want to share, um, we use the bus stop as well as a little sharing point. Lovely. <laughs> use what you've got. <laughs> Start from where you are. We really do. And there was a lovely lady, and during lockdown, Marion turned the bus shelter into this beautiful space for people. So we're trying to continue that and carry on using the bus shelter as well for a a sort of contact point for people um i'm i've got this image in my head now it's really about bringing people together offering that space you know a quiet safe space for people just to be in um producing local local food as well for everybody and and there's that education side there's that art side i mean it just sounds like a wonderful community action and, and i wish you well with it I look forward to um, to watching it grow. Big thanks to Emma and Anna and Mari for speaking to me today and sharing their stories and sharing their experiences with us. I find it so inspiring what we can do if we just get started. The importance is to sow that first physical and metaphorical seed, to grow food, to grow community, and in turn to nurture our creativity and ultimately empower ourselves. You can join the Highland Good Food conversation by going to highlandgoodfood.scot and following us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You can also become a Highland Good Food member. Simply go to highlandgoodfood.scot forward slash membership. Have a read through of our values and if you agree, simply sign up. Membership is free and open to all. Thanks again to Anna, Mari and Emma for today's episode. And thanks to you all for listening. Bye for now.